You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Morning, Auburn family. Welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. Got another W to talk about today. The Auburn Tigers improved to 12 and 1 and 1 and 0 in conference play, with the biggest win by far of the year, the home victory by by the score of 70 to 55. Your Tigers beat the LSU Bengal Tigers. Very convincing win, and a very, very big win for Auburn to start off conference play and uh, really get this this meat of the schedule started. And to do that, to talk all about. What's going on in the program in this win? I brought in my dad and my co-host, Dad. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm wonderful. We're, we're, is, not in the, we're not in the same room this time. No, no, we're not. The past you know, three or four podcasts, we've been in the same room. This one, we are not. We are over Zoom. So, I don't know. we got working a little audio difficulties. But I think we're, I think we're as good as we're going to get right now. So, um, let's, let's talk about this game, man. The SEC opener. First, we'll start off. No Devin Cambridge in this game. He uh, there were rumors that he was not going to play, and bit, um, people started swirling about why, and you know, trying to think. And uh, mm, then I Devin made that very clear with a picture on his Instagram of him decapitating Mike the Tiger. Uh, I love it. That, had, that is so that Devin. he had COVID. So Devin, no Devin Cambridge in this game. So uh, starter leader. One of your most experienced guys not Absolutely. available in this super. It, it, it's a, it was a little scary when I saw the rumors that he was not going to play. I wondered if we were going to uh, – I mean, we're deep enough. All it really hurt was depth. But Devin's been given a lot of leadership on the floor, I believe. Yeah. That, uh, that without him, I was afraid would really be missing. Yeah. But, uh, but it wasn't. Yeah. Start off one to nothing, and that was the only lead they had, and it was as close as they got. Yeah, that's right. That's right. LSU started off one to nothing, and then Auburn goes on an 18 to 0 run to take an 18 to 1 lead. And then, you know, LSU fought back, you know, a few different times. They cut it inside of 10, and Auburn kept pushing it back out. And then Auburn ended up winning by this game by 15. And it, look, it, there's no. There's no other way to start off this conversation besides the difference in this game was, you know, Walker Kessler. But mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get to Kessler here in a second and his stats and what history he made Wednesday night in a, in a minute. But let's let's talk about some of the other guys that made huge impacts in this game. Welcome back, Alan Flanagan. 29 minutes in today's game, just his second game back. And some 10.6 boards. That's a good day for Alan. Look, he played. He played great. He got to start. The crowd went crazy when they announced him as a starter. Yeah. Uh, it was a good, good scene. Good thing for him. I know Bruce did not want to play Alan Flanagan twenty nine minutes. Yeah, there's no way he was planning on playing him twenty nine. He uh, the flow of the game. Uh, he played well. He's obviously a really good defender. His shot's going to take a little while to come back. However, mm-hmm. he hit the straight on three and got fouled. Uh, he, he needs to get his free throws back together, yeah. uh, but uh, but he's he makes a difference and he provides that leadership that I thought we were going to miss with Devin Cambridge being out. Yeah, exactly right, and that's such a huge thing with a guy like Alan Flanagan coming back, a guy who has been considered for you know, SEC Player of the Year type of caliber mm-hmm. player here, and with his junior leadership, one of the few upperclassmen on this team, you know, you need a guy mm-hmm. like that, so. 
Uh, it was good to see Allen back back in the starting lineup. We'll see how that kind of you know meshes together when Devin comes back. I believe he'll be back next week after this after testing positive for COVID. Marquis Daniels also wasn't there Wednesday night. He also tested positive for COVID, but it seems like those are the only two that were affected by this whole little tiny outbreak in the in the basketball team, which is which is really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's let's keep praying for. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. Uh, nothing like nothing really impacting us again. Cause obviously, uh, look, I thought we were going to miss Devin and uh, we did not. Yeah. Uh, we were dominant. We played the best game we've played all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the home crowd, which was thumping. Give the uh, jungle credit. They, they showed up. It was a complete sellout and it was, it, it was loud. Yeah, it, apparently it was. We were watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, ESPN, whose announcers decided not to come for some, I don't know what reason, um, they, uh, I think that they piped the noise down a little bit. They definitely did. So you could hear the announcers. And when we turned on uh, Rod and Sonny, uh, Rod, right. uh, Andy Maybe. and Sonny, um, in the second half, you could hear the crowd. Oh, yeah. You could hear how loud it was. And it was raucous. Great job, folks who went to that game. Y'all were yeah. awesome. They were give credit to the jungle for that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk more about statistics in this game. You know, we're not going to get to Walker quite yet because we're going to talk for we'll talk about Walker here in a little bit. But Jabari Smith, 16 points, not the most efficient night, especially to start, but man, he showed stretches in that game, which is why he is the best player in the country. He showed uh at the end of the first half. Yeah. He'd not had a good I think he'd tell you he had not had a good shooting half. And he put six points back to back, but the most impressive was with about four seconds left. He got the ball dribbled down the right side of the court, uh, went around uh, Pinson and pulled up because if he doesn't pull up there, he charges, which a lot of these guys do. Came to a jump stop, went straight up, gathered himself, knocked down 12, 15 footer. Yeah, he's a complete pro. And, you know, Justin Ferguson said this in in their podcast that they did after the game. You can just tell he's a pro when he gets the ball at the free throw line and then throws it back to the official because the ball's wet. And not did he just do that once, but he did that twice. And he did that on an out-of-bounds play. On an out-of-bounds play. Uh, No, I'm about to make millions of dollars playing basketball next year. We're we're not playing with a wet ball. (laughs) I'm not going to play with a wet ball. They did mention, I heard Ferguson talking about it, uh, being humid in the building. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if something was wrong. That building is not usually that slippery. That floor is usually not that slippery. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if they did something different. And if so, let's not do that again. Yeah, I agree. We don't want to get somebody hurt. But Walker's also, a, guy, uh, a guy like Wendell Green, another just fantastic performance off the bench. This kid just continues to get better and better. 15 points, six rebounds, three assists. I, he played great. Hey, he's the guy you want to come off the bench like that. Yeah. Uh, having that to come off the bench. Uh, last year, you know, when when we did have Sharif playing and he would have to sit down, it was a major drop-off. Yeah. We've got a good starter in the Honey Badger, and uh, he played well. His shot is still not there, but his defense and his leadership are great. Yeah. Um, but when he gets tired and comes off the court, our play may even go up. Yeah. Which is which which 
doesn't work out well for the other team because they're also sub- having a sub in, but they're subbing in a lesser guy. Yeah. We're subbing in at least an equal to guy, if not maybe a little bit better right yeah, now. Yeah, and Wendell provides such a big scoring threat and such a big passing threat where it just – there's just like you said, there's no drop-off when it comes to substitutions. And it's like that way with so many positions. I think the small forward and power forward position, you can make that argument as well with Devin and Allen and then guys like Jabari and Jalen. You know, I, don't, I just don't see a big drop-off there. Um mm-hmm. But enough jibber-jabbering about team stats and about everybody else. Let's talk about the guy that made history Wednesday night, Walker freaking Kessler. Are you kidding? 16 points, 11 blocks, 10 rebounds, a triple-double, which is the – it was was actually one rebound short before the stats stats correction, and then they they had a team rebound to go to Kessler. So that gives him 10 boards, 16 points, 11 blocks. Hey, are you kidding? Second ever triple double in Auburn basketball history. The first coming in 2012 with Kenny Gabriel, who also over had points, rebounds, and blocks. Yep. But I have a guy who's first SEC game, you know, has been getting better and better as the season is going on. To have a guy play like that, he made a three, he made a fall away jumper. He was, he kept the block, the shot blocking is just unbelievable, provides such a element to Auburn's defensive game, especially on the perimeter when it comes to the guards being able to get up in guys mm-hmm. and take more risks when it comes to steals and that sort of thing, knowing that they've got a tree behind them that nobody's going to be able to make shots over, even though they continue to try. It's uh, Look, he is, ever since the beat writer from North Carolina made his comment about Walker's not playing very well now that he left Carolina, He's gone crazy, um, and I don't know if – it doesn't have anything to do with it. He probably doesn't even realize that it was said. But what Walker has done and what he did last night was take over a basketball game, first SEC game, uh, and I don't think you were listening to Bruce on the post game, but he said, um, I, I'm going to get with my stats guy when I leave this conversation – and we're going to find Walker that rebound. Yeah. One of those team rebounds is his. And if I don't find him, I'm firing my stats guy and getting a new one. So uh, he wanted to make sure that Walker got credit for that. Because, you know, that last shot uh, that he blocked, the three-pointer, uh, had he stayed in the lane and it missed, I think everybody was just going to let him get that rebound. There's only yeah. a couple seconds left on the clock. And the team told him, dude, if you don't block that shot, you probably can get that rebound and have a triple-double. And uh, I, I, I don't think it matters to him, but uh, we've been saying on here all year that Jabari Smith is a pro. Mm-hmm. Enjoy him while you have him. You have him for about 25 more games, yeah. depending on how far we go in the tournament. Let me say it right now. Enjoy Walker Kessler while you have him. He is going to rocket up uh, draft boards. He's seven two. He can move. He blocks shots. Has that timing we talked about. He has a great shot. Yeah. Uh, that fall away that you were screaming at the TV. No, as I remember yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> he drilled it from about fifteen feet. Stepped out, made a three. He's he needs to work on his post moves, but really he's a face up guy that yeah. catches lobs and and does that. And NBA teams are going to love this kid. That's so, what I'm saying. Enjoy while you have That's what the NBA is kind of turning into: long, Absolutely. tall people, guys like that who can 
who can face up and make plays and, and block shot. I mean, that's, his timing is unbelievable, and it's something that those pro teams are going to appreciate, and I completely agree. I think you need to start enjoying Walker while we have him because we've been saying that about Jabari, and Jabari is obvious. Jabari could go number one, number, one number two, overall. number three. Yeah. I, I think I think the lowest I see Jabari is going number four like that as of right now. And that would be a sin. That, that would be bad. Yeah, yeah, I would not be okay with that. <laughs> um but you're going to be just like you said, Walker's going to rise up draft boards like crazy, especially with all the scouts and attention on that game last night, how big of a game that was last mm-hmm. night to go for a triple double in the way that he did. And for Auburn to dominate the way that they did. He's, he's what you he, is, he is. He uh, is. I think a lot of people were saying, uh, you know, uh, preseason, not preseason, but non-conference. Y'all are playing some guys who, who aren't as big as Walker for the most part. Let's see him do let's see if he can do it against a guy a team like LSU who's big, long, strong, and can jump out of the gym. Yeah. All of them athletes. And and I don't know their center's name. He's a young kid, but I think he had two points and fouled out. Yeah. And Walker blocked about six of his shots by himself. Eleven block shots, are you kidding me? Yeah. We thought it was impressive what he did last year at North Carolina in the ACC tournament with eight. Uh, he blew by that like it wasn't even there. Yeah, eleven block shots was just uh, that's crazy. His free throw shooting is improving. Yeah, I don't get scared when he goes to the line. That's seventy five percent for him. He's uh, he's unbelievable right now. Hey, Auburn fans! I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2C network.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's talk about, uh, I mean, yeah, I completely agree. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that need to be cleaned up for Auburn. I think there's a little bit of a turnover problem in this game. I think not, you can't just consider that to be a a major flaw for Auburn because LSU did have the number one defense in the country coming into this game. We knew that they were going to get up and pressure us. We knew that they were going to press us. We knew that they were going to get up in our guards and try Mm -hmm. to force steals, that they were one of the best teams in the country at doing that. And you did see a little bit of turnover problem with 21 turnovers, but I think the ability to combat that with defense of our own and hold LSU to 55 points, which is their fewest in 
over four years. Four years. I that crazy. That that's special. We beat LSU at LSU's game. Yeah, their game this year has been hold teams almost scoreless, which yeah. we basically did for ten minutes of the first half. Yeah, um, they had five made shots in the first half. Five. Yeah. It, it's it, you don't see stuff like that, but that's what they've been doing to other teams, mm-hmm. and to hold them uh, to fifty-five points is just and to score seventy on that defense. Yes, we had a major turnover problem. Yes, we missed a bunch of free throws. Uh, Jabari missed the front end of a one-and-one. That's two points. Uh, A bunch of free throws early were missed. It could have easily been 90 to 55 or 85 to 55. It was that that dominant of a a performance. And I know they got within six a couple times once in the first half, once or twice in the second half. Uh, but it usually we usually turned to Jabari in those cases and said, "Look, our offense is stagnant. Go get us a bucket." And he, and did. he did. And right. and but but our defense was special. And you've got to credit a guy like KD on that. Oh yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's KD is he, he really is special on the defensive end. And we we didn't talk about KD a lot. He had nine points in this game, made a three, made that first three of the game, and the thank goodness uh, the, the crowd went crazy. But K, KD is so special on the defensive end, and he brings that energy and brings that passion that you know you see fall into a lot of these guys in this team. It's, it's really, really, really fun to see. By the way, I. I... I sent you the tweet, but uh, from um, the Field of 68 podcast, and I don't know who Coach TO22 is, but they were talking about Auburn, and his quote was, KD Johnson runs on nightmare fuel. Mm. And I think that could not be a better description of what he – there's a gif of him with his eyes looking at you and – uh, it's a, it's incredible. Can we talk about gifts real quick and, and memes? Yeah. And, and what we have done now to the LSU it's, Twitter. It's guy. a tradition. And they, they knew it was coming. They, 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 they put out the score did. and said, Oh boy. And under an hour, there were a thousand replies to LSU's final score tweet. And let me, I'll just give a round of applause Auburn to Twitter. Auburn Twitter because that, Auburn Twitter, that, is, rock. that is hilarious. They get funnier and funnier every single time. Every it's time. just oh, oh, it's perfect. It, it, it's it's beautiful. I, yeah. I love it. But yeah, getting back, that the defense was great. Uh, Katie played great defense. Our guards played great defense. And like you said, now they're starting to realize: even if I get beat, don't foul him. Don't foul him because there's there's a twenty percent chance that Walker Kessler is blocking a two-point shot when he's on the floor. He blocks one out of every five two-point shots. That's just stupid. I I, I don't know how (laughs) – I can't even imagine that. He would rank 54th in the country if he was a team in block shots. Yeah. (laughs) Out of 300 teams. Yeah. He would rank 54th. He has more – like 10 more block shots than the entire North Carolina team that he played on last year. Yeah. So – the, those guards can really start to get aggressive and more so. And if they get beat, they get beat and they just don't foul. And, and Walker will erase their mistake. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, let's, 
let's do player of the game. I, the, every other game, the past, you know, the past 12 games that we've done the podcast for, I've encouraged both of us to go different with our player of the game. There is absolutely no reason. I mean, there's definitely other guys you could go with. You could say Jabari, you could say Wendell, you maybe could say Allen or KD or any guy, any mm-hmm. guy like that. I, <laughs> we both are going with the triple double man himself. You can't Absolutely. have a triple double and us not be Walker Custer's player of the game. Player of the game. He's uh, we've been talking about him a lot, but he uh, he they interviewed him after the game, and uh, and and they said, "Hey, you made a three tonight." And he goes, "Yeah, I dabble in that every once in a while." Oh my gosh! <laughs> he's he's he is. Uh, I'm telling you, he's rocketing up draft charts. Yeah. There were all those scouts in attendance last night. They all saw it, and they all went, "Holy cow! This kid—he's doing it against one of the best team, one of the best defensive teams in the country." Yeah, and I'm sorry, the best defensive team in the country, and they still may be the best defensive team in the country. We turned it over a lot. They had a lot of steals, but Walker Kessler uh, joins Kenny Gabriel, who was a dominant jumper when Auburn was not very good. Yeah, and. uh and and I don't know. Does any other school have two triple doubles that are plus uh, rebounds and blocks? Blocks? I oh, don't know. I actually do not know that that answer. That's, a, I, that's something that is very rare to get one in like the NBA. Like yeah. that, But to have two as, in a as program in college, that's special. And triple doubles are rare in college anyway because it's fewer possessions. Yeah. Fewer fewer minutes and fewer times, you know, you're not on the court as long. Yeah. So it's hard to get a triple double period, but to get it with block shots is just, I was impressed. I remember watching that game when Kenny, Kenny Gabriel did it. And I thought, wow, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. And now I've seen it twice. Yeah. Uh, Walker was, was fantastic. Yeah. We're excited to keep talking about the, these games, uh, Auburn's 12-1, and one, I believe, you know, unless the AP voters were not impressed, I believe we'll be a top-10 team next week. Uh, yeah. um, it would we be a joke to if we're not. In Kimpom. I, we're way high in the net right now. So, you know, yeah, that's just something for analytics to look at. But the Auburn Tigers will be back in action in Columbia, South Carolina, to play the Gamecocks. You know, Frank Martin, we love when Bruce Pearl and Frank Martin always meet. You know, we thought the Will Wade and Bruce Pearl matchup was fun. Just wait until you see on Tuesday night at 5.30 in Columbia. That South Carolina, that's a big arena. But um, the first SEC road game, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully we'll have Devin back. Hopefully this team will be at full strength. So I'm excited. You know, it's, it's one of those things where – uh, Bruce has a lot of respect for Frank Martin mm-hmm. and, and they may not be doing a lot of things well, but I guarantee you they will guard us well. Yeah. Uh, there are Frank Martin teams. You play for Frank, you play defense. That's right. Um, and he is fun to watch on the sidelines. I know he has been sick um, and had a really tough year last year. Hopefully he's uh, back to full strength because I enjoy watching Bruce coach, but watching Bruce and Frank coach, on opposite sides of the ball is, is a lot of fun. And, and he's a really good guy. If you've never heard his story, uh, I think ESPN did a thing on him last year, maybe, maybe two years ago, but really touching uh, story and really good coach, really good coach. They will defend you. 
Yeah. Hey, real quick. I saw something on Twitter the other day. Uh, if you take a completely healthy this year's team and a completely healthy Final Four team, who wins? I think it depends on which – what – if take that final four team now, like when they were starting their SEC play versus the Auburn team right now starting their SEC play, I take this year all day. But that that Auburn team coming in that when they are on their run in the tournament, especially when they had Chuba, I, oh, that's that's I tough. I don't know. I don't know if the final four team had a big. Anthony McLemore would get swallowed by by uh, Walker, yeah. I'm afraid. And and I would love to see the uh, Jabari Smith, Chuma Okiki matchup. That would be a fun one to that watch. That would be cool. That would um, be cool. I, I'd love to see number one against number one. Uh, yeah. Wendell against, against – uh, It's uh, twin. I, Jared yeah. and Jared Wendell, I, they're so similar. It's insane. So, but it's it's fun to think about. I saw it on Twitter the other day, and I was like, "Hmm, I would I would initially that would say this team, but I, maybe I it's know. recency bias because that team was dang good. It was really they were really <laughs> really, no kidding. really good. no kidding. All right, speaking of Twitter, you can go ahead. I am CTO. I A M C T O. That's yep. my Twitter handle. Follow him and tell him how bad he is at talking on Twitter. And you, or you can follow me at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at Gray O twenty one. Or you can say, or you can say, uh, Mr. Oldenburg, I completely agree with you. These SEC officials are a joke. They're terrible. They're continue, they're they were awful. They were awful. To be better. They, they want that. I promise you, they want to be more part of the game than the players. Do. Oh, they they are dying to get on TV. And did you see? By, by the way, did you see the LSU coach? Mm. Not the head coach. Yeah, the assistant coach tells somebody from the long, jungle to meet him outside. I wonder how long adult. that coach will last after seeing after the LSU athletic director sees that. You're an adult. Yeah, you're the you're coach. I know, by the way, somebody somebody said, oh, by the way, you're heavyset, balding, older man. I think half the jungle would go, okay, we'll we'll take that down. We'll see you outside. No kidding. Um, Just don't don't be that stupid, coaches. Come on. You're getting paid. All right. We'll be back to discuss the Auburn-South Carolina game next week. And uh, until then, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.